Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Prosperity! Destroy! Company! When Caveman first made his fire, fire was considered art. And ever since there was art, there needed to be some way to measure that art in comparison to other art. Millions and trillions of years later, I don't have the facts on that, the Academy Awards were forged as a way of deciding which art's best. And we're going to decide which of that art that is decided is best, should be best. It's, it's the Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy Oscars show, the second annual one, with uh, James. He's come back. He's our movie. Hollywood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hollywood. He's our resident Hollywood movie man. And we're just going to dive in. We're, gonna, we're just going to talk about this week. What are the picks? What do we pick for number one Oscar? Number one Oscar. Well, Ross, can I start by saying thank you for having me? But also, the last time we did this was over a year ago before the plague. Oh, yes. And, and at that time, we were talking about the, the most dangerous film ever to be released, Joker. Oh, man. And because it didn't win Best Picture, I stopped watching movies. <laughs> As someone who loves movies and has a podcast dedicated to movie reviews, it was such a, an, a, an insult that Joker didn't win Best Picture that I haven't watched a movie since then. Wow. So, I... so even though we're going to talk about the Oscars... I'm not going to know what you're talking about. Okay. I might know more than you this year. Yeah. I, I don't, I look, it's almost like, it's almost I'm, like it's you, it's someone like you were Robert De Niro and Hollywood was the Joker. Just blowing your head off. Exactly. Like it, it, it's, you know, you get what you deserve and we didn't, we didn't deserve. Todd Phillips did not deserve to be, insulted like this so if it's not a todd phillips movie i'm not interested so you know whatever whatever the the best picture nominees are this year whatever the oscars you know the academy means nothing to me anymore they made it clear they made it very clear yeah. where they o stand see oscars oscars so white but oscars not white with a little bit of green yeah, uh, a bit of red makeup and, and none and of that. Red, none. Okay, I, I respect your green hair. I respect your decision. I wish I yeah, knew about you. this before I invited you on, because yeah, this whole I've, podcast is going to be about talking about movies that were released in the past year. And look, Joker, fine piece of cinema it was. Great, it changed the world. It was very dangerous. Yeah, it was like when. Were, it was like when Louis Bernal released that uh, surrealist film for the first time. 
and people just were angry and ran out and threw rocks. Joker was a bit like that. Although instead of the rocks, only, blogs. The only, <laughs> the only way Joker could be better if it was an Andy Warhol 12-hour film. Yes, just 12 hours of Robert De Niro's head being blown off. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> exactly. Maybe a little bit just more blood on, on uh, young Bruce Wayne at the end there. Remember when a little bit of blood went on Bruce Wayne? Oh, I forgot about that. Because Todd Phillips had to show us how edgy he was by having... It's not enough that the kid's parents die in front of him. You've got to have a yeah. little bit of blood splatter on you the gotta, kid. Yeah, a bit of Thomas Wayne's brains all over his kid. Just bam. You get what you deserve. Because he's rich, you see. Yes, and eat the rich is a very popular slogan. But no, none of them are eaten in the film. They are shot and killed and burnt. I believe. Well, I, I think Todd Phillips is a vegan, so that maybe that explains it. That explains it. Okay. Yeah. Todd Phillips directed a Gigi Allen documentary. You think that's going to be up for Oscar this year? I mean, it came out 25 years ago, right? So... Now's the time. Now's the time. It's, it's Todd Phillips' time to shine, baby. <laughs> they didn't give it to Joker because they're going to give it to... Uh, hey. They're going to give it to Hated. They didn't give it to old school. They didn't give it to Hangover 1, Hangover 2, Hangover 3. They didn't give it to whatever else he's done. Juday. Um, oh, yes, Juday. The, the, best, the best Robert Downey Jr. performance, Juday. Mate, I, look, people are like, oh, but what about him as Iron Man? No. When Zach Alvanakis was just whacking it in his car and he's trying to get to sleep, I felt that. That's, that was a real performance. Know, there's the MCU. I want the Todd Phillips CU. All the Todd Phillips, all the Todd Phillips movies take place in the same universe. Why not have all the characters, all the actors all come together for a big interconnected universe? Yes, and Joker meets Zach Alvanakis, but he's his character from Baskets. <laughs> trying to oh, learn how war to be... of the clowns warring clowns i'm trying to learn how to be a clown oh you gotta yeah. shoot people that's not how you be a clown they could get um tom green back from road trip you know we could, we could get um uh snoop dog as huggy bear from starsky and hutch it'll be great it'll be this whole thing Here's a fun little movie uh, factoid tangent. 20 years ago, around this time, Freddy Got Finger got released. Think oh, really? Can we, can we just talk about that movie <laughs> instead of the Oscars? <laughs> I think that movie should be up for Oscars. I mean, there's apparently a director's well, cut floating out there. Where's the green cut? Is that for real? Oh, I, would, I, would watch a, I would watch a director's cut of that. That's a weirder, a bit weirder, and not like... Some things in there are apparently a compromise from a Hollywood studio. Hashtag release the Tom Green cut. See, Holly... Four, four, four hours, black and white. <laughs> if, Zack Snyder could, if Zack Snyder could do it, Tom Green can do it. Todd well, Phil Tom Green and Todd Phillips, man. It's their time to shine. Time to shine. I mean, Hollywood <laughs> 20 years ago was uncomfortable with the idea of a kid 
being like eviscerated by like helicopter propellers. So they had to rush in and ADR the kid saying he's okay. Which when you think about it is more horrifying that the kid survived <laughs> that. Yeah, now he's going to be maimed and just, <laughs> like, just scarred for life. But yeah, that's way more disturbing. <laughs> oh, man. It's fine to scar a kid for life, but don't kill him. Yeah, you can't kill him, but you can horribly, horribly disfigure him. <laughs> I mean, you know, what was once transgressive is now kind of the mainstream, and Freddy got fingered. Maybe that's it's, it's Oscar's time to like just release Oscars for films. Well, yeah. it wasn't that many film releases last year because of you know the plague. Yeah, exactly. Release Oscars for films that are old that deserve it. Freddie got fingered. A... Gigi Allen documentary. Uh, um, Hangover Part One, Hangover Part Two, Hangover Part Three. Uh, Hangover Part 3, Best Supporting Actor, Ed Helms' Tits. <laughs> Wait, was that the... That was the third one. That was, the, sec- that was the second one, wasn't the it? The second one was when he was with the... Um, the, the, uh, the, the, Thai, Thai, the Thai trans woman. Wait, but didn't he get tits in Thailand? He, he got tits in the third one, mate. See, oh, man. in the second uh, one, he was emasculated by having sex with a woman that had a penis. The third one, he's emasculated by having tits. <laughs> oh, I know this very well. <laughs> you, you know this too well. <laughs> it's the godfather to me of, the, of um, <laughs> shitty, raunchy bro comedies. Yeah. Well, you know, St- Star Wars fans have the original trilogy. Lord of the Rings fans have the Peter Jackson trilogy. Ross as the hangover trilogy. <laughs> How will they emasculate Ed Helms in this one? <laughs> I'll wait to see. Maybe in the fourth one, he gets his ding-dong chopped off, replaced with a vagina. Yeah. Maybe his wife out-earns him. <laughs> Maybe he tries to open a pickle jar, but he can't, and like he has to get his wife or someone else to help him. Oh, definitely. In front of everyone at a, at a party. Yeah. I mean, this is Todd Phillips' gold right here. He could make so many Oscar-winning movies just on this premise alone. And they'll give How it to, to him now. People. He's in the Academy now. Yeah. He's on the radar. He, he made objectively the best movie, Joker. And they didn't give and, it to him. But do, and they, they didn't give him the best picture. They have something in the cards for old Todd. I feel it. They're going to release um, this year... Like a like an achievement award, like a lifetime achievement, award? like a lifetime achievement award, and what they're going to show is that one shot from the Gigi Allen documentary where he's lying down and a woman just urinates all over his face. Great the, shot! Um, Great shot! In the in the you know in the Oscars they do the in memoriam section. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they could have at the very end they could have. Um, uh, the Joker shooting Robert De Niro in the head <laughs> and then have Immemore and Robert De Niro, <laughs> even because, though he didn't actually die. <laughs> well, maybe that's what clinched it for the Oscars. If he had actually died, they would have given yeah, see, the Oscar did, to Joker. 
they didn't put the effort in, they should have gone the whole way and just killed Robert De Niro off. His his career has completed itself. Let's be honest. He's not going to do anything better than Bad Grandpa or oh, definitely Dirty not. Grandpa. Wait, which one's which one's the Johnny Knoxville one? <laughs> Wait, Bad Grandpa is Johnny Knoxville because the okay, same so, people made Bad Trip. Okay, that's so how I remember. Okay, and then Dirty Grandpa is the Robert De Niro one. But he yeah. also did another Grandpa movie recently. Robert De Niro. War, like War of the Kids or something. War something of, like that. Something, I don't know. Why but is anyway, that? He, he's, he's, he's entered his Grandpa phase and like, we don't, we don't need that from Robert De Niro. Definitely like, not. This is, this is Raging Bull, you know, Godfather Part 2, you know, Goodfellas. Like, we don't want to see grandpa robert de niro so why not just shoot him in the head put put him down like like a a mangy dog or a horse with a broken leg yeah go 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 brandon crow on him um put <laughs> put a real round in what should be fake <laughs> uh poor brandon lee yeah um i don't know if like we have to trick not trick, but I don't know if we have to jump through hoops to do it. Like maybe we should just get him up on stage at the Oscars, give Todd Phillips the Lifetime Achievement Award, and then either, I mean, what, what's better to you? Todd Phillips takes the Achievement Award and beats Robert De Niro to death with it on the stage, or he just pulls out a gun and shoots him and says, you get what you deserve. I definitely... I definitely feel, there's room for both. There is room for both. You can beat him with the Oscar, and that's not like I'm not going to fully kill him. He might get some like brain damage and stuff and have a yeah. concussion, but he'll still be living. And then he then pulled oh, the gun out. But then the, if he's they're still breathing, pull the gun we, out. We established before that it's better to maim someone and keep them alive in horrible pain forever. Than to just kill them off. So I guess he should just beat Robert De Niro until he's like a vegetable and just leave him alive. Yep. But shoot, okay. shoot him, shoot his part, part of his head off. Then have an ADR come in and say, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Robert De Niro's, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> it's just a scratch. <laughs> and then Forget about it. You have to wheel him in and he's like got gauzed up half his, he's missing half his brain. <laughs> He'll look like his, um, his version of Frankenstein with all the stitches and mm -hmm, yes, you know, the, the Kenneth Branagh version where Kenneth Branagh spent half the movie with his shirt off. Yeah. because you know, like... <laughs> I think Frankenstein, I think Dr. Frankenstein is trying to show off how cut he is. Yeah. Cause Kenneth Branagh's like, look how hot I am. And also, I created Frankenstein. <laughs> I am playing with God's creation. I am better than God. I'm more cut than oh. God. Kenneth Branagh is God. He's, he's more cut than God, at least. Can they, did, they give, did they give Oscar to Kenneth Branagh's Frankenstein? If I'm not, sure they this year is won. the opportunity. This is the year. You know, 30 years later, this is the year. This is the year. Let's have a look at what is nominated for Best Picture. Okay. No, yeah, let's stop talking about 25 and 30-year-old movies. That should be, that, to be fair, should still be nominated this year. But 
All right, well, what's nominated for this okay, year? Okay, it's what's nominated for this year. The Father. Is this okay. your father? It just says The Father. The Father. Who, whose father? I don't know. Austin, Austin Powers' father? Maybe it's the prequel to Austin Powers and Goldmember. Okay. Oh, a young Michael Caine. They could do an Irishman, a young Michael Caine. Just like CGI him. Well, yeah. but not great. Like you can still tell yeah. that's an old man. Exactly. Like it doesn't matter how much CGI you put on Robert De Niro, he still looks like a seven-year-old man because he walks with a hunched back and he, you know, can't move very fast. Because old men aren't as limber as young men. And I think it's one thing we learned. It's all in we the learned. bones. Exactly. And as I said, you know, old people should be shot and put down. Oh, definitely. Uh, that's that... what I was hinting at before. <laughs> oh, was that, was that it? Was that it like a yeah. eat the rich, kill the boomers? Yeah. See, Todd Phillips, he's a genius. He, he, he's, he's influenced me. Since that movie came out and and influenced so many, so many violent, so much violence. There was a lot of theater shootings that went up afterwards. There was. But, um... They shot so many movies in theaters. They did. There was a lot of movies based in theaters after that. A lot of Clerks ripoffs, but set in movie theaters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Todd Phillips could do Clerks 3. Yes, Kevin, Smith had, Kevin Smith had his chance. It's long gone. So in this one, Dante, he's not meant to go to work today. No, he would have, he would have done the original Clerks ending where Dante gets shot. Oh, yeah. See, that, that's some Zack Snyder cut type shit. You know, like that's, that's the Zack Snyder cut version of Clerks where he gets shot at the end. <laughs> Zack Snyder, another another unappreciated genius. <laughs> oh, de- <laughs> who def. You didn't get any Oscar recognition. Here's the thing. Zack Snyder directed Sucker Punch, but Joss Whedon did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you were to tell me one of his people would be accused of being uh, a sexist <laughs> abuser, who do you think it would be? From those credits I just listed. Hmm. So one's about a teenage girl who gets abused by her stepfather, gets sent to a mental asylum, and then has to sexy dance strip in front of the staff. And while while she's doing these sexy dance strips, she goes into an alternate, uh, uh, what do you call it, like a, a dream world in her mind where she's like a ninja and she kills robots and stuff. And the other movie is about a teenage girl who kills vampires by staking them through the heart and has a quirky, lives in a house with a bunch of quirky people. Um, Yeah, but who's the more empowered one? Look, I'm, I'm trying to do the math here. <laughs> you would think it's Zack Snyder, but it was yeah. Joss Whedon. 
I was like... All those butt shots of Gal Gadot telling her, look, the Flash, he's going he's gonna to land on your tit, yeah. okay, Gal? It's going to land on your tit. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> you got to do this. I don't really want to do this. You got to do this. <laughs> I, was trying to weigh, I was trying to weigh up. I'm like, how bad is Buffy in retrospect knowing what we know? I was like, I haven't, like, I, I don't think, I've never really watched Buffy. I'm like, if we rewatch it now, will it be tainted? I was Probab- trying to weigh up in my head. Probably, but Buffy but at was the time, at the time, at the time was like lauded for its feminist depictions of strong women. Yeah. Well, yeah, all Joss Suck- Whedon things. Yeah, Sucker Punch, like, oh, not got so, so much. Many great- yeah, no. Oh, God. All right, let's move on to move on to uh, <laughs> next next best picture, Judas and the Black Messiah. Now, okay, from afar, I thought it was going to say Josie and the Pussycats. Another thirty-year-old movie that deserves an Oscar. Yes, what a great uh, of its time satire of uh, teen cult, early two thousands teen culture, capitalism. Yeah, uh, much much like the Joker, a very. Um, witty and uh well done uh satire of you know uh, uh what do you call it a uh, condemnation of greed and capitalism that bit where parker posey pulls the cut pulls the gun out and she goes this is what you fucking deserve boom shoots alan <laughs> cummings that was great <laughs> maybe they should call they, they should do a crossover joker and the pussycats there, there we go. Like Rachel yeah. Lee Cook, I mean, she's fine, but she's not, it's not the early 2000s anymore. She's no. all that's done. We get Joker in there. Yeah. People still talk about Rosario Dawson and to a lesser extent, Tara oh. Reid. Let's get them in there. Rosario Dawson is still very much famous. Yes. So we need to get so her back you in gotta, there. You gotta, gotta keep her in. But other than that, Joker. <laughs> that is a great movie. And at the end of that film, wait, I got it. Here's how you connect mm-hmm. it. Alan Cummings at the end of Josie and the Pussycats. Turns out he's wearing a whole bunch of makeup. He's actually really ugly looking. Okay. But he, he, re- he takes off more makeup. He was fucking Joker this whole time. Oh, yeah. He takes off, he's got normal, he looks like a normal guy, takes off the makeup, and then he's got Joker makeup underneath that makeup. This is one of Joker's, like, nihilistic plans to yeah, just really fuck with people. To pr- produce a girl pop band? Yes. <laughs> that brainwashes the teen people to, to just buy things. <laughs> uh Coming 2023, Joker 2, Joker and the Pussycats. Man, we just wrote that sequel for you, Todd Phillips. Easy. He's probably probably wasted all that money he already got in advance. He's supposed Uh, to write a sequel, but we wrote the sequel for him. Yeah, I mean, he he probably blew all that on cocaine or whatever. So, you know, Gigi Allen memorabilia or something, I don't know. Yeah, just just pay the services of that woman... To piss on his face. Yeah. <laughs> that's where that's where all of Todd Phillips' money goes. <laughs> oh, 
all the time. But no, this movie is Judas and the Black Messiah. It's by it Ryan the... Ryan Coogler. Ryan, he didn't direct it though. Well, he didn't he? direct it, but maybe he produced it. He's listed here. He might, yeah, uh, he's he's one of the producers, I think, because Ryan Coogler did uh, Black Panther and Creed. Yeah. Um, yes, he produced it, and it's directed by Shaka King. Oh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Shaka King, Shaka Khan. Did Shaka Khan direct this movie? Mate, if she did, that's a whole other dimension to Shaka Khan. I did not see coming. Yeah. And you should just give her that award just on its own, on that merit. Just for surprising us with her surprising directorial us for being talent. To direct. Well, she saw that Boots Riley directed the film and she goes, well, I'm a better yeah. music than Boots Riley. So, boom. If Boots Riley Boots Riley can make a movie about giant horse penises, then I can make a movie about giant horse penises. I'm assuming that's what Judas and the Black Messiah is about because I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's not Joker. It's not. It's not Joker. (laughs) I think I heard actually, much like Sorry to Bother You, there is a third act twist where everyone turns out to be like turning into horses. So very much. I'm pretty sure. Am I misremembering? Lakeith Stanfield is in Sorry to Bother You. Yes, and he's also in Judas and the Black Messiah. Right? Am I misremembering that? Uh, he's definitely in Sorry to Bother You, but is he in Judas and the Black Messiah? I mean, yes, he is. He's playing the same character. Oh. Clearly. so much. So, but, Shaka Khan saw, saw Sorry to Bother You and was like, I can do that, but better. She got Lakeith Stanfield and was like, let's do that again, but better. And that's how we got Juice in the Black Messiah. Yep. And and she saw that David Cross did his white voice in that movie and was for, well, let's get that other guy from Mr. Show, Bob Odenkirk. Oh, yeah. that Bob, Odenkirk, Bob, Bob Odenkirk's so hot right now. He's got Better Call Saul. He's an action movie star now. He's in that Nobody movie. I was going to say, I mean, Judas in the Black Messiah, Bob Odenkirk is the white voice, but he keeps talking about getting back a kitty bracelet. <laughs> so i don't know if they got him into the, the booth to do the voice or they just ripped out like audio maybe from that movie from nobody yeah. yeah maybe he was doing maybe he thought he was doing adr for for nobody and actually it was for judas and the black messiah yeah. wow that's really opening it up all right the next movie Mank. 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 I'm so glad that they spun off that one obscure sketch from that very obscure show, Wonder Shows, and where they talked about providing uh, Mank to a baby, which is man milk. They oh. made it into a whole movie. <laughs> they made a two, a two and a half hour black and white movie about man milk. <laughs> man milk to a baby. <laughs> that I mean if if is Ed Helms in it and does he supply the man milk from his tits from hangover <laughs> I haven't seen Mank but I have no reason to believe he doesn't yeah I mean 
considering if you haven't seen something and you believe it to be true, then it's true, right? That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. That's how I've seen every single movie that's ever been ever made. made. Yeah. Just name me a movie and I can tell you something that happens in it. Okay, movie, movie, movie. Um, let's see. Uh, Death Race 2000. Okay, so it's based in the year 2000. Y2K has messed up all the computers, which means all the fancy cars they're driving in the death race, which I assume that's what that is, they're all messed up. So they can't do the death race. Boom. So, so death race is a movie where they can't actually do the death race because their cars, because their fancy electric cars won't work. Yeah. Because Y2K, man, it really affected all of us. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember that when the clock ticked over and none of no all all electric devices uh, devices stopped and we couldn't watch the death race. I remember now. Yes, uh, the the whole thrust of the movie was they had to finish this race off before it hit January first oh. midnight. So they did it on New Year's Eve. They had to do it on New Year's Eve because that's a big selling day for this particular death race. Yeah, but and if you. If you don't cross the finish line by 11.59 on the last day of 1999, then your car explodes. Yes, because it's a Y2K, because of the bug. This is actually an interesting premise for a movie. (laughs) And I want to revisit it in the future. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's that's what happens in it. That's how I choose to remember it. Okay, yeah. But yeah, because you didn't see it, and that's how you believe it. That's what ha- that that's what happened in it. Great, thank you. I thought so. That's how it works. Okay, next movie, Min- Minari. 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 Yeah. Okay. Is this also is this also about man milk? Now, if it was, I know Oscars movies sometimes they hit on a trend for a certain year. If it's yeah. another movie about man milk don't know if i want two in a row you know Mm, yeah it's enough man milk maybe you know how every time someone makes a movie about hollywood and it wins all the oscars because they like patting themselves on the back Mm -hmm, but they're so great and progressive maybe maybe the dairy industry is taking over and is like let's pat ourselves on the back maybe i mean maybe the dairy industry is in the pockets of Oscars. I mean, we don't know. Like, we talked about this on the last Oscar special. The Oscar mummy, she decides... Oh, she decides. the Oscar mummy. She decides on all the movies. Well, she says, I, mean, I like the look of that. Maybe she works at a, a dairy farm or something. I don't know where she well, works. I mean, maybe it has to do with her maternal instinct and breastfeeding as a mother, the mother of the Oscars. You know, maybe they're trying to make movies that would appear appeal to her um, mother motherly in, instinct, her maternal instinct. That's it. We figured it out. We yeah. figured out why this is the case. Well, I mean, we we've got the father, so that's the opposite of the mother. So that's not going to win. No. 
Joker and the Black Messiah. I don't, uh, that doesn't. Is that does that have that that doesn't have any mother connections? No, Joker had a terrible relationship with his mother. That's true. Is that why Joker didn't win last year? Maybe, I didn't like yeah. what she did to to his mother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, now it's all coming it. together. It's all coming together. Coming together. Now. Okay, so if you make a movie that your mother would like, or that's about motherhood, then you could probably win an Oscar. I think and we cracked the code. Todd Phillips needs to make a movie about his mother. Do due date again, but a female reboot. The woman oh. has to make has to make her own her own Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> she has to drive across country with a really annoying slobby guy to get oh, to the slobby, delivery room. A slobby woman, to... Melissa McCarthy. Oh right. So Kristen Wiig would be um, Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And Melissa McCarthy would be. Zach Galifianakis. Right, because when you're thinking of one of a sloppy women, it's just her. There's like a million guys you can pick, but when it comes to sloppy women, it's just Melissa McCarthy. She brought she brought it upon herself when she shat her pants in Bridesmaids. That sealed her fate. But they all shat their pants in Bridesmaids. Huh? Where's Ellie Kemper? Why isn't she being a sloppy woman? That's true. Too busy being fun and, and quirky. Yeah. That's true. God damn it. <laughs> Conflicted by my feelings for Ellie Kemper. <laughs> Just brought up old wounds. <laughs> uh, okay, what, what, else, what else we got? Okay, n- Nomadland. Nomadland. All right. Does this have anything to do with motherhood? Okay. I don't know if it does. Nomad. Nomadland. Frances McDormand, a woman who leaves her hometown of Empire, Nevada after her husband dies and the soul industry closes down to be houseless and travel around the United States. Oh, so it's like Eat, Pray, Love. So it is for mums. Right. It also features David Strathairn. Okay, he's a good actor. But, like, so, the you know, there was that whole uh, Eat, Pray, Love, you know, um, uh, upper class kind of rich white, you know, white people crap of, like... Yeah. If you get if you get a bit tired of your family, just like leave. Is that is that like is this like a more Oscary version of that? Well, it seems like she has not much choice to leave. Okay. Unlike an e pray left. It sounds like there's just major layoffs in her job and her husband okay, dies. So. so she has nothing else. Maybe this is actually secretly another Joker, like a female Joker. Because, you know, they're doing all the female reboots. Female so reboot may- of Joker. 
Yeah, like because all the industry shuts down and her husband dies, maybe she goes crazy and puts on makeup and shoots Robert De Niro in the head. Maybe that was just the clincher Joker needed to win the Oscar. It needed to be a woman instead of a guy. Yes. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is not female enough. He's not. He was in a movie called Her, but Her was referring to him. Yeah, he wasn't a her. No. He was a him. So Frances McDormand, she goes crazy, becomes Joker-like. She leaves billboards in three different parts denouncing this one sheriff who wouldn't solve her son's murder. Uh, Six months and still no arrests. Ha, 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 ha. You know, like Joker, how he spray paints ha-ha on things? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Three billboards outside Ebbing Gotham. Boom. We're on a mission just to make every movie the one movie. Why aren't we we in Hollywood? uh, Like we established, Joker was the greatest movie ever made, and now everything after it is just a waste of time. Unless you're going to re remix or reuse everything from the Joker just again. I know you feel very I, strongly about, and I do too. I do too. I mean, it's a dangerous piece of art that could have caused a whole bunch of shootings that never actually eventuated <laughs> a boy with people, bloggers, pearl clutching about that. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, all the clickbait headlines turned out not to be true. Who would have known? Who would have thunk? Probably helped spearhead its success because it got people talking about it. That's true. Uh, like Gigi Allen, uh, no, no publicity is bad publicity. Oh, yeah, Gigi Allen. That's the guy who you should take your marketing advice from. Exactly. Like, take a shit on the stage. People will start talking about it. They don't have to like it, but they'll talk about it. They'll talk about it, and you'll end up on uh, a daytime talk show, and you'll talk about how you like, fuck men, you fuck women, you fuck animals. Did that happen? That happened. Why did they let him on the daytime talk show? Because they wanted him to be a part of like this moral panic, that thing that they're always up. This is what the teens are listening to. They They were trying to joker him. Yes. You know how we've been talking about how we're, we're basically just reusing the Joker and putting it in different contexts and making yeah. new movies? Yeah. Isn't, hasn't, isn't that Todd, Todd Phillips' whole career? He made a Gigi Allen movie and then was like, I'm going to do this for every movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mate, it was Zach Galifianakis for a little bit, but then he's like, you know what? There has to be more to life in this. And then Todd Phillips is like, no. You gotta, you gotta cave into that nihilism, man. You gotta cave into that nothingness. Uh, I just try to just do stuff that's maybe I don't know. But Zach leaves. Next thing you know, Todd Phillips does Joker. He goes back to his roots. No, but what I'm saying is like his whole career, like not just Gigi Allen, culminating in Joker. Like every movie in between has just been Todd Phillips. Trying to be J.J. Allen. Exactly. He's just All like, I want films. to shock people. I want to be edgy, man. That's why he got someone like Tom Green, who was known as someone who was edgy and shocking. 
You know what I mean? Like he just keeps doing that. And it culminated in Joker, the greatest movie ever made. That's what happened. I mean, Todd Phillips, his entire career has been one provocation after another. Yeah. When he said woke culture's killing comedy, I felt, I felt the anger in me, but then I remembered that's what Todd wants. He wants me to be angry at him right now. Yeah. He's trying to get a reaction. Just like Gigi Allen. Just like. Our next movie. Joker. Our next, next movie. movie. Next movie. Promising Young Woman. Well, that's obviously a mum film. Definitely. So the, Os- the, the Oscar mummy is going to love it. Now, I don't want to make this a whole thing a Joker fest. But I remember reading a Guardian article wondering when the Promising Young Woman was going to get its Joker moment. Well, and, and because, because Joker was all about white male rage, you see. And Promising Young Woman's all about a, a, a female rage. Now, the problem with Promising Young Woman is there wasn't enough blogs talking about how it's going to cause a shooting. <laughs> if that was the case, more people would have gone see it. Not yeah, enough. So if, if there were, yeah, if there were lots of clickbait he- headlines saying Promising Young Woman is going to incite uh, right-wing female violence, then heaps of people would have seen it, would have made heaps of money. See, that's, that's the problem. That's what, that's what was missing. There is a scene in Promising Young Woman where she is putting on lipstick and she um, smears it, just like in Joker. Oh, wow. It all goes back. It all goes back. All connected. You know, we were talking about the Todd Phillips cinematic universe. Yeah. I, th- I think he's already done it. And us trying to connect the dots and turn everything into a Joker movie is just us working through his genius that he's already planned out. Oh, my God. It's like he's like a more subtle Marvel. So Marvel will tell you that there's a cinematic universe going on. Yeah. But Phillips, he lets you figure it out for yourself. Exactly. Like Kevin, Kevin Feige, the guy who like runs the MCU and has it all planned out. And he gives you a timeline of the movies that are coming out and where they're placed. It's like Todd Phillips does that, but he doesn't tell anyone and you have to discover it yourself. It's like a journey. Self-discovery, a journey of self-discovery. And every movie is a lot like Todd Phillips is just pulling his pants down and doing a big shit (laughs) at the movie theater. And it's genius. It's genius. It's genius with a bit of corn in it. (laughs) (laughs) So promising our woman does it promise Oscar gold. Maybe the Oscar mummy might enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think I think Oscar Mummy would approve. Okay, last two films: Sound of Metal uh, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. All right. Well, Sound of Metal sounds a bit too aggressive for the Oscar Mummy. Right. It sounds like the complete opposite of a Quiet Place, where like there wasn't much sound. Yeah. You know, it'd be quiet. Sound of Metal, boom, loud as hell. Loud. 
the it inverse. Also, it gives off Gigi Allen vibes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So again, Todd Phillips, genius. Um, the trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, that doesn't seem. That doesn't seem very Oscar Mummy friendly. No, see, Oscar Mummy does not enjoy Netflix. Oh. She thinks it's killing the movie theater industry. So I do not, I I do not see Oscar for the trial of the Chicago Seven. So Mankin trailers Chicago Seven aren't gonna aren't gonna win because Netflix. Yeah. No, definitely not. Definitely no Netflix. I mean, I haven't seen Tish Trial of the Chicago One to Six. I know it's very. Did those get nominated? I don't I, remember seeing those. Did 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 they just nail it on the seventh one, like Police Academy? Yeah, exactly. When they went to Moscow or whatever. <laughs> so does Trial of the Chicago Seven finally maybe they maybe they go and um they go to like uh Russia and they like fight Putin and and put him on trial and Chicago and like you know stop I him know from what invading happened. Ukraine. So yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen, this is just another character he's doing out in public. And oh. he pranks, he pranks Vladimir Putin. Nice. Yeah, I, I think that should win. Sasha Baron Cohen playing, is he playing Chicago? What character does he play? He plays, uh, he plays Mr. Does Chicago. He play, does he play um, Steve, Gu- Steve Guttenberg's character from Police Academy? Yes. But this is one Michael is... is Michael Winslow in this movie? If yes, then it wins the Oscar. If no, Michael Winslow is just in the background making like stenographer noises. Okay. So they couldn't afford like actual folly work. They, so they got Michael. He wasn't doing. Like, he wasn't doing the full like funny sound effects. He was just doing yeah. this in during the trial. During the trial. Okay. And for some reason, they just hadn't on the set, like in the film. They just needed the sound. They didn't need him. But he wanted to get his face so out there again. So, he, so is, he, is he on? Is he, does he play the stenographer and he's doing the sound while he's typing? Or is he off screen doing the sound while another actor does the stenographer role? The latter, but he's not off screen. He's standing right beside the stenographer. They're typing, <laughs> just... typing stuff up. He, they're trying to move stuff back just to have a look at the hours. He's making uh, sound. Winslow's making sounds. So you can just see him just awkwardly standing there making the typing yeah. noises. Yeah. Okay. Is Hightower in this movie? Uh, I, I don't believe so. Okay, because that, that's that's a that's that's a minus point, I'd say. We need to get high tower in there. What yeah. about Commandant? What about Commandant Lassard? Is does he play the judge? Lassard is the judge. Nice. All right, this movie should win the Oscar. Trial of the Chicago Seven. The trial goes to Moscow. Hallelujah! Finally. 
Yeah. My personal favorite would have been Trial of the Chicago Four, Citizens on Patrol. That's my personal, but <laughs> yeah, you know, seven will do. It should have been four, but hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be seven. Yeah. No. Oh well. Okay. So quickly, I'm just gonna run through. Okay, what do we got? Quickly run through best director. Oh, Todd Phillips, Todd Phillips, Todd Phillips, Todd Phillips, and Todd Phillips. He should have been. He sh- okay, that's who we say should win. Yeah. It's actually Thomas. Thomas Vanderberg, David Fincher, Lou, Lee Isaac Chung, Chloe Zhao, Emerald Fennel. It should be Todd Phillips, though. Yeah. I mean, we've already established he's the greatest director. <laughs> he's a genius. When he had Zach Galifianakis mime that baby jacking off in Hangover, I'm like, this is fine. Yeah. This is okay. This is great. When, when Luke Wilson's character statutorily rapes that teenage girl that's fine it's funny it was it's hilarious it's fine yeah. and when tom green ate that mouse well that was just him filming his tv show at the same time <laughs> it just ended up in the film yeah, yeah. see todd that was todd phillips documentary roots coming in he was just just keep the camera rolling man just keep the camera rolling <laughs> something's gonna happen <laughs> gave um, Tom Green the inspiration to film that iconic scene in Freddy Got Fingered when he goes, oh, look at me, Daddy. I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer. And he's holding the horse dick. <laughs> Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> um, is Joaquin Phoenix nominated for Best Actor this year? He is not. We have Riz uh, Ahmed Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman, and Stephen Young. But it should be Joaquin Phoenix for the role of Arthur Fleck slash Joker. I know, right? Like, this, this is an outrage. I can't believe this. Okay, but, but you'll see who we got here for Best Actress. Okay. Viola Davis. Miss Rainey's okay. Blackbottom. Andrea Day, the United States versus Billy Holiday, yeah. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand, Nomadland, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Oh, didn't we already establish that Francis McDormand is playing the female Joker in Nomadland? We did, but also so she has to win. But Carrie Mulligan does it to put the hat with the lipstick, doesn't she not? Oh yeah. So maybe, it's a it's a tight one. It's a tight one. Maybe in the Todd Phillips cinematic universe, Promising Young Woman is the prequel to Nomadland. Carrie Mar- Carrie Mulligan is playing the young Joker who slowly goes crazy, and then Francis McDormand is playing the older Joker who's gone completely off her rocker. Right. I'm just going to say Frances McDormand. Okay, because she's the final form of Joker? She's the final form of Joker. She's um, utilizing the full potential. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not Carrie Mulligan's fault. But she's going to only use the seeds because she's not not the final Joker. Former Joker. 
yeah, it's still, it's still, it's still the Arthur Fleck stage and not the Joker stage. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Carrie, Mar- Carrie Mulligan is pre-Robert De Niro assassination. Francis McDormand is post-Robert De Niro assassination. The last ten minutes stretched yeah. out for the whole movie in No Man. Exactly. She's just uh, standing on top of that police car, bas- uh, basking in the glory of anti-capitalist rioting. <clears throat> which, um, Joker, yeah, which we est- Joker, the film that says Antifa is bad, but also we're rooting for the bad guys. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? Vague political messaging about mental illness and capitalism. Todd yes. Phillips, you did it again. <laughs> you done it again. <laughs> what a genius. He's taken over. Best supporting hey, actor. Ha- hmm? Okay. Who? Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, well, he's obviously going to win. We already established that, he's, right? He's, he's going to win. But then we got Daniel yeah. uh, Kaluuya. Kaluuya, yeah. Bill Kaluuya. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah. Paul racy and lakeith stanfield but it's going to be mm. sasha baron cohen because he's he made a brand new character and he goes on the streets of moscow and he he's, pranks he's, Vladimir yeah, Putin. he's he's playing because it's sasha baron cohen as steve gutenberg as mahoney in the trial of the chicago seven moscow and he's pranking people he's, the whole time Trial of the Chicago 7, Mission to Moscow. And he's just pranking people. And then he pranks Putin at the end by sending his daughter in and they have a really awkward interview. And then like, he's like, looks like he's fondling himself when they're in the bedroom. And, but then Sasha jumps out, naked jumps out of the wardrobe and stops it. Yes, and it's kind of awkward because the daughter is meant to be 15 years old in the film, but she's played by a, a 20 something, early 20 something year old. So it's awkward in that sense, but maybe the guy just knows the difference between like a 15 year old body and a 20 something year old body. But how does he know that? Or is a pedophile? Or, or he wants that adrenochrome and he's all about Jeffrey Epstein. Ah, yeah. Speaking of, she's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Oh, God. What a segue. (laughs) (laughs) The the Oscar for Best Segue goes to Ross Birdie. (laughs) Damn. Oh, look look who the first nominee is. Borat's daughter. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen as Steve Gutenberg as Mahoney's daughter. Yes, thank you. Then Glenn Close, then Olivia Coleman, then Am- Amanda Seyfried, then oh, I'm not going to say that name properly. You, Jung Young Jun. Yu Jung Yoon. Yeah. I think. Um, I think it's going to be the Borat daughter. Well, yeah. I mean, if Sasha, if Sasha Baron Cohen is going to win for Troll of Chicago 7 Mission to Moscow, then obviously his daughter in the movie. Um, it's got to got to also win, right? Has to. They have to get. They have to make that fake father and fake daughter's night. Yeah, 
yeah, bring it, bring it together. <clears throat> All right, then, best, uh, best, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, go on, go on. I was going to just move on to best original screenplay. Best original screenplay. All right, who's nominated for that? Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, okay. Promising mm-hmm. Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Mm, tight race, tight one between Promising Young Woman and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Mm. What wins out at the end? Well, Trial of the Chicago Seven didn't have a script, right? Because Sasha Baron Cohen was just running around with a camera. He's running around um, Moscow with a camera. You would like think cranking. so, but but look look what the first nominee for best adapted screenplay is. Best adapted. Oh, Borat subsequent movie film. See, he so does he, what to so like the outline? Isn't that pretty so, much what they do? They just do detailed outlines and yeah, they, about they, what could happen and yeah, they they write what scenes they want to get and then and then they just film film awkwardly awkward pranks until they get that scene. Um, well, I don't know. Can 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 Sasha Baron Cohen just sweep the Oscars this year? Just every category. Look, maybe he might. Because it's, we talk a lot about Todd Phillips being such a provocateur, but who is also known as a provocateur? Mm. Borat. Borat. Uh, not Bruno. so much. Not so much Bruno. No. <laughs> okay, we're drawing the line. <laughs> Ali G, not so much. Okay. Um, but uh, Borat. What about the, the dictator? What about the dictator? That wasn't prank movie. It was a prank on the audience, <laughs> but it wasn't a prank. <laughs> it was a prank on my wallet. <laughs> Look, he promised me a good, funny time, and I lost fifteen dollars. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. But look at that. I think we, we're getting close to the end now of yeah. our Oscar special. I think the main takeaway from this is it's going to be Todd Phillips and Sasha Baron Cohen's year. They're going to fight it out. They're going Who's to fight going to it out. out. Who's going to come out on top, though? Well, after Todd Phillips puts Robert De Niro in a vegetative state, ah. he's going to but... turn his sights on Sasha Baron Cohen. What? I was going to say, what if after that happens, Sasha Baron, it's Robert De Niro pulls his mask off and it's actually Sasha Baron Cohen. Well, it was playing Robert De Niro the whole time. Like his entire career? Yes. So that was actually Sasha Baron Cohen in, in Meet the Fockers? Yeah. Like his entire career the inter- has the intern. been a, a Sasha Baron Cohen prank movie. That was him and the intern. Yeah. Goodfellas, Raging Bull, uh, New York, New York, all the Scorsese's. Like he, he just, he was prank. It was just a prank, bro. Whoa. That is, that, that, that's a real mind. I feel like it's a real mind twister right there. This, yeah, th- this year is like Clash of the Titans. It's like two geniuses, Todd Phillips, Sasha Baron Cohen, like going head to head. Who's going to come out on top? Who, uh, we'll see. When, when is the Oscars air? In, in a few days? Well, you, when's, this, when's this dropping? On the day? 
on the day of Oscar. So okay, we'll find so out. You're listening to this right now, listeners. They're probably announcing the winners right as you're uh, listening right to this. Mummy, Oscar Mummy is going to come out on stage and go, I like this one more than this one because it was nice. <laughs> well, I will say between Todd Phillips and Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah. one of them has actually added something to culture with and a little of bit of, is, with a little bit of their work yeah and one of them is Sashverko <laughs> <laughs> exactly i needed that <laughs> shot of the woman pissing on Gigi Allen's face yeah that should have won the oscar on its own like we said it doesn't matter 25 30 years ago still can should be nominated today well, I think it's time now we wrap up with how we end every single Oscar special from now on. How, how? With a, a great sing-along ode to our wonderful uh, godlike director. Okay. Todd, Todd Phillips. Todd, Todd Phillips. Todd, Todd. He's a genius. Todd, Todd Phillips. Todd, Todd Phillips. Phillips. Give Todd for God. Todd for God. Todd, Todd the God. Give Todd deserves for the God. Oscars. Gold. He's the Golden God. Todd he, the Golden God. Todd the Golden God. James, before we let you go, do you have anything to plug? Uh, I have a podcast called The Tuesday Review. We review movies and. TV shows and sometimes video games and sometimes comic books. And we talk about all nerdy stuff and pop culture stuff and lots of movie reviews. And you can listen to that on iTunes or Spotify or on your podcasting app or wherever you get get podcasts. And yeah, check it out if you like movies and junk. I love junk. Where can I get this Tuesday review? Is it on is it on Apple or Podcasts? iTunes. It's on the it's on the Apple Podcast. It's on Spotify. The, it's on the Spotify's and it's on the all the podcasting apps. And that that's every Tuesday because it's called the Tuesday Review. It's called the Tuesday Review because we record it on Tuesdays, but usually go it usually gets uploaded on Wednesday. Okay, this podcast usually comes up on a Monday, so. Listeners, Ross. you figured out your schedule. Monday, Ross Petty destroys okay, comedy. Monday. Wednesday or Thursday, Tuesday review. Yeah. Monday, <clears throat> listen, listen to. Yeah, Monday, listen to Ross Petty destroys comedy. Then watch the Oscars. Then on Wednesday or Thursday, when we, whenever we get around to uploading the Tuesday review, listen to that. We figured we out. We probably won't talk about the Oscars. Even though it's a movie review show. All right, I think it. Uh, I think it's time now we wrap up. All right, Todd Phillips is genius. Hashtag give him all the Oscars. Hashtag Oscars not Todd enough. Burn it off, Thor, Governor. <laughs>